Good morning. I'm honored to be sitting here with my pastor, Martin Williams. Um, and we have the task this morning of continuing our family series that has really blessed us, hasn't it indeed? Our theme this year is This Is Us. And truly, this is us. My question is, this is what in your house, in your family, in your life? But it just come down to when Pastor chose this subject, it really made sense. It is what it is. This is simply us. This is you. You can only be the you that you are right now. And the you you are as individuals is the you that becomes this is simply, this is us. Do you agree with that? So we're going to talk more this morning, and we're seated because I believe Pastor will instruct us on some things of the seasons that we are about to continue walking in and about to enter into. And I'm ready for it, are you? But I don't want to go without the right information. And we have been blessed by some tremendous, tremendous presenters, just panels that people will just, they bear their souls in front of us. Wednesday nights have been like, like labs where we have been transformed into becoming the better us, a better version of ourselves in order to be a better us out there. I'm so glad that any time that you submit to God, it is the opportunity to become a better you. I know it's the truth in my life. And I receive it now. So as we go on. So this morning, we're talking about This Is Us. Yep. We ready? Yes. That was the appetizer. That was happy hour. So this morning's subject to continue our family series is building successful families, building successful families. And I thought what we would do is the backdrop this morning. I want to share with you some concrete information, say information, that was provoked upon our nation back in 1945 by one person, one individual, say one. This one woman looked just like a normal, everyday, older aunt, an older sister, a more likely a grandma. Do you know who I'm talking about? Her name was Alice Bailey. And I want to talk about Alice Bailey as the backdrop, and i got to move a little faster, because where you are, where we are, where our nation is, where families are today is an exact result of this one woman. 
So I think when you begin to hear some of these points, you're going to get a revelation that because of these 10 points, it has provoked the families and the individuals, the millennials, the old, the young, male and female, leaders across the world. This didn't stay in America. This thing was unleashed on the world. Let me begin to just give you them quickly, which will help us understand the effects of where we are. Alice Bailey went before the leaders of this nation and she proposed 10 points to shift this nation in a, in a spiraling down effect. Number one, Alice Bailey went and said, take God and prayer out of the educational system. If you take God out of education, they will unconsciously form a resolve that God is not necessary to face life. Number two, she said, reduce parental authority over the children worldwide. Why? Promote excessive child rights. Child rights should be legislated. It went all the way to the top of this nation. Then, point number three, she said, destroy the Christian family structure or the traditional Christian family structure. Wow, just right out there, black and white, no gray about it. Why does she want to do that? If you break the family, you will break this nation so that the youth will not grow up with a sense of belonging or identity or any forms of structure. That's number three. Number four. She said, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it real easy. And that way, you will take away the fears of the effects of abortion. In other words, they should not be hampered by unwanted pregnancies and STDs and sexual diseases. Woo! Number five, make divorce easy and very legal. Free people from the concept of marrying, marrying God's kind of way. And then the youth of our nation will not feel that they must stay tied down to one person for the rest of their lives. Uh -huh. Number six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle legal. For sure, this will demolish the restraints of traditional and establishing sexual boundaries according to the biblical principles. This will be a direct attack on crippling family. Number seven, ah, debrace art, debase art, make it run mad. In other words, let them have an expression of self Outwardly and inwardly, anything that pleases individuals, they can have to encourage waywardness 
and loose living. Creativity. Number eight, use media to promote and change the mindset of this nation. Use the press, the radio, the TV, the hip hop, the cinema, and all the public media platforms to influence people in the way you want them to think. Number nine, <laughs> create an interfaith movement. What is that? Promote greatly other faiths to be par with Christianity and break this thing about Christianity as being the only way to heaven. Then she said, we will stifle God's mandate for the church. Number 10, simply. Get governments to make all of these points laws and get the church, say the church, to endorse these changes. This will usher the new world order in almost a seamless effort. Today, some may wonder why our governments are legislating laws contrary to the Bible and while the church is compromising the word of God, it is the process that started back in 1945 of implementing these 10 points. It will be like the nation, the citizens, will be a frog in a pot of hot water. They will just sleep through all of this. And our country, that was founded upon the Bible will be no more. We are where we are because while we were sleeping, and they said that this should have been implemented as early as 10 years old, back in 1945. Thus, our nation, our world, has suffered the very evidence and the manifestation of one woman's agenda with 10 points. And they summed all of this up and called it the 10 commandments of rebellion. Now, you can Google it, but don't do it this morning. Do it on your own time because we do have other things to share. But that's some kind of backdrop. Thank you so much for listening to that. Yeah, the idea was <clears throat> Alice Bailey wasn't the the beginning of the idea of new world order, mm -hmm. she just presented a plan on how to make it happen. Yes. And, and her plan was simply this. If you, if you can take away the idea of what family is, how it works, how it operates, then you won't have to fight. There won't have to be a war to bring in new world order. New world order, global leadership. Yes. Making the entire world and giving it to one man to lead. Right. Globalism. So uh, that as the backdrop for what we're going to say this morning, um, uh, very important. I want you to, um, we're going to go to the scripture now. We're going to read Proverbs, and I, I didn't say this earlier, but we're going to read Proverbs 24, uh, 1 through 4. Uh, I think 1 through 4. 
and we're going to read it. We want to read it in the New King James, the Message, and the Amplified. It'll, it'll be our basic scripture for sort of the points we want to share today. Amen. All right? So, um, so we'll read it in the New King James first. All right? Let's read it together. Do not, Do not be, be envious, envious of evil men, men nor desire to be with them. For their, for their heart, heart devises violence, and their, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom, through wisdom a, house a house is built, and by, and by understanding, understanding it is established. By knowledge, by knowledge the, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Right, you get that? So put that note in your, put that note, um, that scripture in your notes, or if, if you're using a Bible amp, remind yourself, you can put, put it right there in your app to remind you, just read this over the week. Now I want to read it in the Message Bible, please, the same scripture, Proverbs 24, 1 through 3 in the Message Bible. Yes. <clears throat> It'll take them just a minute, but this is, I did not give these these instructions earlier. So I just want us to read it together. They'll put it up for us, I think. The Ten Commandments of Rebellion. As believers, we need to make the effort to teach in our homes again the Ten Commandments of the Bible. Because most of those 10 are in conflict, direct conflict with each other. And that's why the word says, when you sit down, turn the TV off and instruct your house. Remind them of the words that have been spoken from the word of God. Eat those words. It's great. That every now and then, all over Facebook, somebody's popping up a, a verb or what, a, a, a scripture or a verse. But we got to own this word again. We, we got to go back to that movie, the book of Eli, and say, I, I, I got to have this word. I, I've got to have that book. I got to have that book, the whole book. So the message Bible. Let's read it. Don't, Don't envy, envy bad, bad people. people. Don't, Don't even want what they, all they think about is causing a disturbance. All they talk about is making trouble. Now listen, so all they think about is all that other stuff. Now he's going to tell us how to build our house. Yes. Okay, read it. It, it takes, takes wisdom to build a house and understanding to set it on a firm foundation. foundation. It takes knowledge to furnish its rooms with the, with the furniture, furniture of... And beautiful drapes. Okay. Y'all picking up the words now? Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Now, one more time, we're going to read this in the Amplified Bible, and uh, then we'll give you... Okay. Thank you so much. Let's read. Be, Do, not, be not envious of evil men, men nor, nor desire to be with them, them. For their, For their minds, minds plot, plot oppression, oppression and devise violence, mm -hmm. and, their and their lips talk of causing trouble and vexation. Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, 
a family built, and by understanding it is established on sound and good foundation. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So three words, three words. If you want a successful family, if you want a successful family, you have to have wisdom. You have to have understanding. And you have to have knowledge. Mm. Write it down, please. Just, just humor me and write it down. Make me, look, make me think you're interested. Because <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Well, I know. You know you don't. Mm-hmm. I've been married 30 years and I don't know. Okay? Wisdom is this. Wisdom is wisdom is knowledge based on the reason for a thing. So wisdom is a knowledge I can apply because I know what it is and why it was formed. When someone gives me a computer and behind it there's lots of IT coding. Yes. I can use it properly if I understand why it was invented, how it works, and now I can apply. I can't, I can't tell this iPad to do something the engineers didn't design it to do. So I can't ask my marriage to do something it was not designed to do. I have to have knowledge that I can apply. It's called wisdom. And that's why the Bible tells us that in all the things we want and need to get is what? Get understanding, get wisdom. Because we don't know. Just looking at somebody like, oh, this, is gonna, this couple is going to be the billboard of what I'm going to watch and I'm going to pattern, that is not, that is not a good uh, thing to do. Because you're only seeing from the outside. You've got to get specific information and then make a decision to actually embrace that information, that wisdom, and then decide that you're going to walk it out and not be tossed to and fro from watching the Kardashians down to watching the Housewives of Atlanta. That's not what, that's not, that's not wisdom. Wisdom, uh, when you, when you, uh, I'll never, I'll never forget the first time I bought what some people call a luxury car. So I'm thinking I'm going to show up and do what I do when I buy other cars. Can I say it like this? When I bought this luxury car, I had to go through a one hour class just to understand what the car could do. Right. And I'm like, are you serious? Now, this is your smart key. This key knows where your car is. You don't have to put it in the ignition. It knows everything about this car. This is how you turn on your windshield. I know how to turn on windshield wipers. I'm, I was tired in 30 minutes. I'm like, y'all done got all the money from me. Now you're going to make me sit in your class. They said, okay, if you know how to work it, go ahead and work it. <laughs> wow. I didn't. 
because I did not comprehend the nature of it. You have to comprehend the nature of family. What is it? Why was it designed? Why does it exist? Because the family doesn't necessarily exist so you can be loved. The reason the family exists is to be the foundation of society. And it doesn't matter what your family structure, what, how, how the family's made up. Single dad with children, single mom with children, husband and wife, uh, divorced woman, left with children, how? There is an operational manual given by God for mankind. The sad thing is most of us never have really consulted the book. And we have allowed circumstances, environment around us to really structure our family. In other words, whatever family we have, we kind of go into it, and now we were, we were there too. We just got to make the best of it. But making the best of it without the right information is making a worse mess of it. So we have to sit down, go back to the Word of God, especially, now I'm talking to those of us that have lifted our lives to God and said that He is Lord. Now the other people, they're sitting among us and they're listening, and they have a choice in the matter, right? But for the Williams household, when we submit it to the man of God in our house, and you have a man of God hopefully in your house, whatever it is, right? You've got to get up under that thing and submit. Or any house that isn't submitted is a divided house. And in that same book called the Bible, it says it's going to be divided and it will fall. So you need wisdom in a couple of areas. Write them down. You need wisdom. You, this, is a plot, this is knowledge you can't apply because you know why family exists. Number one, you need to understand that, that you and your family, you are the foundation for the entire world. Mm. You and your family, if you're, not, if you're single, I'm talking about you too. If you're, if you're married, I'm talking, but I'm saying the family unit, the family unit is the unit that God decided to be the cornerstone and the foundation for the world. Yes. Number two, you need this wisdom. You mm. need this wisdom. When our families fall apart, when one family falls apart, we must expect at least another thousand families to fall apart. Because there are at least a thousand other people watching your family. <laughs> so as our families are stable, Jesus. our world is stable. Maybe, maybe, you should, maybe you should write it down like this. Every family, every nation is literally built of smaller nations. That is so true. That's true. What do I mean? Your family is a nation. Your family is a nation. And our nation is built of smaller nations. 
couples that are married with their children. Now they're in-laws. So now if you brought just the Williams and Wiltshire family together, the Williams wouldn't bring much. We'd probably bring about 40, 45, 50 people, right, in our whole nation, all of us, sisters, nieces, nephews. Now these folks, uh, the Wiltshires, they're probably three, 400 of them. Strong. Strong. <laughs> it's the only family reunion where you can go to this family reunion and all the worlds are there. Yes. You got people having church over there, people cussing, fighting over there, people over there playing. I mean, it's, everybody is there and they're just having a good time. It is an amazing thing. Isn't it? It is. It is. Can I say something practically yep. when you said that? Just imagine the you that you are. The start of a nation should be, according to the word of God, a man and a woman coming together. So these two yous, whoever they are, they come together and they lock their lives together. Whatever is in the two of them is the beginning of the foundation of their nation. So whatever was in us was the beginning, the seed, and the impartation of whatever that would come out of us. So single people, word of wisdom. Before you lock your individual self to another person with this understanding, you might prolong the locking mechanism in order to get some real information. I thought I knew a lot, but you don't know everything. But you should know a whole lot more than what you think you know in the heat of your passion before you lock yourselves together and start to duplicate what will become a nation. So our government and the governments of the world have traced every social ill back to family. Everything you see, every one of them. everything you see in the entire world, every problem that exists, they have traced it back to the breakdown of the family. Mm. Everything. The family solves, in its design, in its design, it solves every problem on the planet. Mm. 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 So if you're weary, if you're weary, if you're weary now in your family, if you're stressed now in your family, if you're having a difficult time in the family, in your family, just understand you are fighting and standing for the only thing that matters. Your marriage will save a thousand marriages. Sticking with your children through difficulty will save a thousand children. Don't be embarrassed about what your kids are going through. Don't abandon them in trouble. I always, 
you know, I go places and it's weird. We put our picture of our family up and we say, this is our nation. Glad to be joined with your nation. And I always get one person when we get question answers that I ask that dumb question. It, it, some questions are dumb. Sorry. And the question is, well, what if your family doesn't work out right? What if your son does turn into be something else or your daughter turns into be something else? I say, I don't care nothing about what you think about my family. Nothing. Makes no difference with me. Whatever happens to my kids, wherever they at is where I'm going to be at. Whatever they're going through is what we're going to be going through. That's just where we're at. Not going to be shamed about it or trying to run from you. You can't embarrass me. How be ever. Hold on. Let me finish. So uh, I am a father. Yes. And whatever is happening in my house happens in my house. But you better understand, I care about my house. Because I know if I can do this right, if I can stick with it long enough, I'm going to help a lot of people. Now, if I cut and run when there's difficulty, how many people will that affect? You know what my dad said. Uh Uh-uh. I want you to answer me. How many people would it affect if I cut and just ran from my family? No, I want you to talk to me. How many people would it affect? Forget you all, forget you in church. Talk to me. How many people would it affect? Now I got a question for you. What if? How many people would it affect? If you walked away from your family. Now you can talk. Well, my dad told you, and and often when we do get to make it back home to Mississippi, my dad normally uh, does not leave the dinner table at some point during our visit. Now the kids know. And he said, Ma, Linnell, he said, boy, y'all just got to keep living right. Man, Captain, if y'all mess up, y'all going to hurt a whole bunch of folk. And there are times I'm so angry at the Martin Williams, and I'm, I just get a little twisted. Um, and I think about what my old country dad said down on Zetas Road. Boy, y'all going to have to hold together, Captain. If y'all mess up, y'all going to hurt a whole bunch of folks. And I say to him, I say to him, we're going to do our best not to mess up. But. But if we mess up. (laughs) In the name. I say, you're going to have to deal with your daughter because I ain't leaving. (laughs) Now you. But if we mess up. We have what uh, we talked about when Josh, a few Sundays ago, the dream team, this is the point. We do pretty good trying to drag old broke down people in our lives to be our wedding party. But when we do mess up. Oh, yeah, you can't rely on them Them old broke down people can't can't even help us. No. So when I'm telling you, every season of your life, let me me talk to women. Uh-oh. You don't wait to start pulling girls and women together because you have a dress that you want to wear. You need to get your little happy self, as cute as you are, with the best weave you can afford, 
right now where you are, so. you need in middle school to start assimilating your dream team so you can listen to somebody while you're sober. Because when you get all hot and bothered and, and you 22 and you think you paying your own bills and missing a month, skipping a month, catching a month, can't nobody talk to you? The whole point of having a dream team that you assemble need to be people that can say to you in your face, this is not the time. I still got my dream team because there's never a time that you're not going to need somebody to tell you to sit down, be quiet, and you better keep a happy face while you're in the corner. That's the problem with us. We don't have no one that can really talk to you. If everybody in your dream team just getting along to be alone, wrong team. You're going to face many troubles in your life because when he gets upset, he don't understand like my dream team understand sometimes, but my dream team take me back to the book. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 2018 is going to be amazing. I thought you were ready to talk to women, and I knew once you start talking to women, it's a wrap. I was just going to go back uh, to my seat. No, okay. no, just in a nutshell. Okay, nutshell. Okay, and so men, then. Men need it, too. Men need it, right? We all need a circle yeah. of respectful individuals. And, and Dr. Miles has taught us. You got to have people in your circle that's smarter than you. Because, see, you really think you're the smartest. So men and women, boys and girls of all over the world, who can really talk to you? And Alice Bailey made it really clear. Since 10 years old, this spirit that is in our nation, this divisiveness. You, you, you grew up in your house at 10 years old thinking you knew more than your parents and didn't have a dime. Didn't even understand how to do the laundry. But you, you read a book. You see how this thing has really crippled the family? All right, we got a lot more to go. I'm, I'm standing against it. I'm standing against it. I'm standing against it. So, I am. wisdom. You're, you, you may get love in your family and or respect in your family. Yes. But the design of the family is not for you to get love or respect. Mm. No. <laughs> its design is to be the cornerstone for society. That's why God ordained family. So to make it, we're getting to love and everything else. I just want you to understand design. Because if we break the laws of design, yes. if I walk around in the snow with flip-flops, mm. I have to understand they are not designed for it. That's good. So I can cuss out the flip-flops. Mm. The issue is, so we're cursing our families. 
We're cursing our children. We're cursing our wives and our husbands. There's problems with everybody except you. Mm. Well, you, you are now treating, you now don't understand the design for it. Mm. And the way you see it, it won't work like that for you. You're never going to get everything you need from your family. You're supposed to, your, your design is to get everything you need from him. The family's design is for everyone who gets everything from him to come together to build a family. So if you have broken people getting married or you're rescuing someone, they're not quite together and you think it's going to work, eventually your marriage is going to be like walking in the cold in Nebraska with flip-flops. Teach, man. So you have to understand exactly why it exists. So wisdom, 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 wisdom. Learn its design. Mm. Learn its design. What is it designed for? Make sense? Can we move on to understanding? What I miss? You know, that's just so good. I just... <laughs> it, as I look at my life, she, our so, lives... So I gave Pastor Nell... See, see yeah. I gave... This is what happens in my world. And so in my world, I have this brilliant, amazing wife that can multitask in 15 different things. Our children take after her in a lot of ways. So when I'm up here teaching, y'all don't, y'all, I'm up here teaching. But look, bruh, brothers, when I go home, my, chi- my, fa- my wife and my children educate me. They say, now, you can't take too long in service. You got to finish. Uh-uh, don't be laughing. You gotta. You, you, that ain't you me. Got, oh, That's Josh. You gotta fin. You gotta finish your points. See, you can't. You can't be leaving and you didn't finish your points. Mm-mm. And you gotta stay on course, right? Now, as soon as they get the mic, <laughs> when they get the mic, it's the Lord. The Lord is here. God is in the room. Yes, he is. You got to finish your points until she's sitting here. Then it's like, uh-uh, I think we should stay right here. And I'm like, oh, we're going to stay right here now. Well, I'm like Jesus. You will not have me always. See what I'm saying? Uh, so... Uh, I, 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 I walk the floor. No, before I, you get no, spiritual no, now. No, no, Does anybody not. understand what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Who you talking? <laughs> There's nothing we could talk about from this high place. More important this day than what we're sharing this morning. We're not immune from this. But in order to be a successful family, you're not just going to have to be able to use head power. And so I can shut down now. (laughs) I really can. (laughs) Because I got enough work trying to take care of this four right here. 
What, you, what could and you it, do, babe? Hold on. I'm sorry. What could I you do? You can shut you can, down. You can shut down, babe? Like right now. You can do it. And I could sit here and, and like that. I'm up. teaching and taking notes from him because like I told you, I believe in his mouth, in oh. his heart. Hold up now. Is the word of God for my future, right? Uh, so I didn't marry him because he up here talking about money and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I have been in this, this locked-in situation for 30 years because I have seen the Lord in this union. And I have seen the evidence of the word that we call the book in this relationship. Because if it had not been for the book, I know we wouldn't be sitting here no 30 years. Now that's the truth. Because just like Alice Bailey... We do have an enemy. And when the Bible says they've told the citizens that call themselves the church to pray for their leaders, I am your witness. There are a few of y'all that have been praying for us without ceasing. So when we sit here to try to talk to you about you, you need to receive it. You really need to receive it. Because you're not going to have us always. So we don't want you to shut down. You don't want me to shut down. I never want you to shut down. Oh. Mm -mm. Really? I never want you to shut down. Oh, uh, but. <laughs> no buts. I never want you to shut down. And. Josh said number two. And I want you to be comfortable following me because I know where I'm going. And, and, and you better be glad I care about money because your life would be a totally different life if you didn't have none. Hey, hey, my life was totally different. Yeah. Yes, Lord. So, number two. Number two. Now that's wisdom right there. I know it's that's wisdom. wisdom. You, you ain't got to tell Long me. Long live, Pastor Martin. Long live. I know your social security number. I know all of your accounts number. I know all of your business deals. Long live, Pastor Martin. But God's going to get his 40% every year. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Number two. Number two. For those of you, this is your first time. We're trying to really be, yeah. we want to be good pastors. We want we you to really stay. We really do. But uh, this is us. This is us. By the way, when we get home, I want you to do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> number, number two. You, so, have, you have asked a hard thing. So, number, number two. For real, though. Number two. <laughs> so wisdom. Number two. Wisdom is knowing mm. how God built family. Yes. How? How was the car put together? How does this microphone really work? How does this computer really? How? So you don't abuse it. Or ask it to do something it wasn't created to do. Number two. Understanding is different from wisdom, though. Understanding is comprehending. Mm. Comprehending. 
We need to understand. We don't just need to understand it. We need to comprehend it. We need to be able to wrap our minds around the concept. Yes. And there are a few things we need to wrap our minds around that others are telling us to kick away, kick that. Don't don't believe in those kind of things. And the number one thing you need to be able to wrap your mind around understanding. Write this down. Here's the question: What is the vision for your family? What do you see at the end of the road for your family? What do you see? It may look like an impossibility, but what is the vision? What is the one word that describes your family? What's the sentence, the phrase that says, this is us? This is our family. You need to understand your vision for your family. If you've not written one, forget, forget, buy I mean, if, it, if you're going to spend $1,000 on Christmas, don't spend it on toys. Amen. Spend it in the chair. Company. Bring your whole family together and ask someone to, a counselor, a family uh, therapist, or a, uh, a fa- what am I talking about, uh, a life coach or someone. Spend that money and say, by the first of the year, we want a vision for, for our family. family. Wow. Yes. Because the vision is going to bring everybody together. Everybody is a part of this. The mm. two-year-old, the, mm. the, the, the four, six-year-old, yes. the husband, the wife, the nieces, nephew, foster children. When you write that vision, it says to everybody, this is us. This is who we are. Yes. This is why we exist. Your vision, your vision makes your history irrelevant. And your vision, sir, will allow your family to live in the now. Yes. We are here right now. We know why we exist. We know where we're going. Mm. And once you get vision, now you got core values. We're the, we're the Williams. We're here until the world becomes better. Mm. That's not ours. Can't give you ours, <laughs> but I can give you a million of them. We're the Smiths, and we exist so the world can be prosperous. Okay, yeah, all right, good. <laughs> Smith is just generic, but there are Smithites in the room. Okay? We... And now, core values. In order for us to make our block better, your vision may just be to make your block better. If we're here to make our block better, what do we do? One of our core values, we clean our yard. Order. We don't fuss and fight in the streets. <laughs> our children go to school and behave. So now you got core values. You understand them. You cite them. You uh, memorize them. It's, it doesn't make any sense for your children to be able to memorize the Pledge of Allegiance if they can't memorize the Pledge of your family. <laughs> wow. What's the, pledge of, what's the pledge of our family? Years ago, ours was best, B-E-S-T. We had a song, a dance. Everybody could memorize it. Everyone could. Because that's our vision. That's our core value. You need one. If you don't have one, ask God for one. And then teach it to your family. So you need to understand, comprehend that every family is different. And every family has a different vision. You need to know what yours is. Did you want to add to that? If you don't know where to start, if you can't afford a life coach and all this, the very first place I encourage you to go as the head of the household, that may be a woman, that could be a man, that's raising their children, she's raising her children, and whatever your family makeup is, go to God first. Go to him. 
and talk to him and let him talk to you about the makeup of your family. And when you go in that place of, of setting apart that time, take a journal. And it, it, something may hit your head or your mm -hmm. heart. Just write it down. Mm -hmm. And when you come out of that, that's a starting place that when you bring the children around the table or the family, ask them, if you guys could really say two or three things, what do you see in our family? What's the fruit on our tree? What are we good at? What do other people outside of the four of us say about us? Those kinds of things. And begin to construct that. And it does matter, you know, if the children are younger, you would be amazed how much wisdom they can give you. Because guess what? You have been the you in front of them that they have been watching. They may say something like, Dad, you know, I, you know, I know Mom's not here, but you always take really good care of us. So I think you are a wonderful provider. Provider? Where that big word come from? You might just be surprised. But you have to make the time to construct that because this is the path to where you want to go. And it's the path, the starting, the launching pad for the lives that they will start with other people someday. And one of the better things, instead of handing them something blue, something borrowed, would be handing them a family vision. You understand? This is how important these things are. We're not just up here shooting the breeze, sucking air. This is really, really important. Every time somebody come out of your family and get married, they shouldn't feel like they're starting down at ground zero. It's never so. This, How do you say that? Our, our children and, okay. I wish sometimes I could have my son be a father before he gets married. And my daughter, a mother in her mind before, before she gets married. Because the decisions they make before they get married and at the wedding, they don't understand what's getting ready to happen to them. They do not know. But none of our children should start over at the wedding day. Amen. Good Lord. In the kingdom, I'm not, I'm not telling you, son, to go, walk through these gates because I want to frustrate you. Mm. I'm not telling you, sweetheart, he's the wrong guy for you. I'm telling you, just, just stay in this particular process because I'm a father. Uh -huh. I'm showing up at your wedding with a house. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm showing up at your wedding with... Everything you're going to need that most other couples fight 15, 20 years to get, I'm going to give you a floor. You won't be treading water after the honeymoon. You, you should not be starting over. But, but because we can't teach our children yes. what the family really means. Mm. Glory to God. They end up out there on All their by own. Themselves. Mm. Hey. And that breaks a father's heart. Your mama, it Jesus. breaks her heart. Because everything they've ever done is so that you could stand on their shoulders 
and go higher. But when we don't, okay, understanding. That is understanding. Right. You need to understand vision, core values. You need to understand men and women. You need to understand purpose and gifts, and you need to understand the power of playing and humor. You need to understand these things. You need to understand vision and core values. You need to understand that men are different from women. Your man doesn't need love. Stop trying to love him. Love doesn't fill his tank. Woman, it fills your tank. Respect fills his tank. Men would rather be respected than loved. And if your husband is telling you, I'm not telling the truth, he's lying because he's scared of you. <laughs> That's the truth. He wants to feel respected. He wants to feel honored. He wants to feel like... He's got a red S on his chest. <laughs> and if you don't understand him, he's the provider. So he wants to work. He's going to be mad at you because he can't work, though it's not you. He wants to provide. That's who he is. That's how he's built. He needs respect. He needs to work. He doesn't necessarily have to earn more money than you. That's not the issue. But he needs to work and he needs to provide. He provides not just money. He provides a culture and an atmosphere. Same. He provides a place, whether it's in a cardboard box or in a 15,000 square foot mansion. His job is to provide a place, a culture in which you can thrive. And girl, your daddy needs to tell you before you get married how to respect him. Because you'll end up killing the man you love. She needs affection. If you don't have the gift, she needs this. How you doing, baby? You need to text your wife. I saw you, girl. With, with clothes on. Whatever you got to do. You need... She, she, Keep your she, clothes on. You're married. Martin. Take your clothes off. No, not if you're texting. With the lights on. If you're texting. Oh, don't, yeah, don't text no pictures. No. That's not what no. I'm saying. You, That's not what I was saying. I'm saying text her. When you text her, you say, babe, I just cannot wait till you get home. Oh, no. What? Close your ear, Josh. Oh, I can't wait. Are you thinking about pancakes? Well, you got to have secret words for it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you got to have... I want some pancakes so, with syrup and butter so, and cinnamon. So she, she needs... Yeah, yeah. Affection. She, she needs affection. She, she thinks she needs affection. I do. Le no. Hold on. I'm teaching now. You are? It's not affection she needs. She needs security. Oh, stability. She needs to feel secure. She needs to feel safe. And the only way she'll know that from her man is if he says, hey, you're safe with me. How you doing? When I noticed what she had on when she, when she came, left the house, 
I saw those shoes you had on. Did that mean something? You bought them, boy. Yeah. So it's like. Yes. And when she feels safe. Uh-huh. When she feels secure, that is love to her. Yes. Right? So ladies, write this down. Respect your man by protecting him, especially in public. If he did something bad, don't chew him out in front of his friends. You're going to kill what you love. Brothers, write this down. Be affectionate towards your wife. Affectionate. Tell her you love her. Look at her and tell her she's the most beautiful. And never compare the body of your wife to any other woman because this one gave your children. There's not another body in the world that compares because your children came out of her. And tell her, well, Martin, I gained a couple pounds. I'm like, just bring that to me. That ain't none of your business. <laughs> you, just, you just bring that to me without shame. Now, don't bring no shame with it now. But just bring that to me without shame because I know that when I see that, I see my son. Right. I see my daughter. Right. And you paid the only price legally that could be paid for that for me. Mm -hmm. So I know what I'm making love to. I get it. I ain't no boy. I ain't no boy. You know, boys do that. Boys tell their wives, you look different. Well, I done pushed out three of your big head kids. I'm supposed to look different. <laughs> And carried them for nine months. And you're, you know, what you're saying is you, you provide While we're out as of time. a man physical, emotional, and spiritual security. You need that balance. See, put that on your list of what you're looking for and believing God for. Women, while you're lost, while you're gleaning in the field, in case Boaz just happens to be passing through. Uh, don't get so uh, uh, messed up over the, the, the nice horse and chariot or the charger that he's driving. You, you look beyond all that and wonder in yourself, could he provide physical, spiritual, emotional stability? Could this guy possibly have all that stuff that I really can't see? And, and so we have to be in a place to just really be sober. I keep using that word, which is probably an antiquated old word, but I think we need to get, come back to ourselves and uh, stop laughing and grinning over silliness. And in our hearts, we are lonely and we feel inadequate and all of these things. But even in the Jewish culture, if you start to really put these ingredients in the recipe of a family makeup, then during the seasons when we lose our hair, our hips spreads, and all of these things, and the arms begin to flap, the foundation is we have a legacy. And I was so blessed watching the funeral when uh, one of the commentators said that I have something in common with Miss Barbara Bush. They were married how many years? 
73 years. That's what we're after again, turning this big ship around because we have headed in the wrong direction at a pace that we are about to crash. We need to slow it down. You don't hop in bed with somebody after one month. And men and women both, don't or be two. put or two months or, or two th weeks. Or three. We need to settle down around here. This is, this is causing some major problems. Sin is expensive, both money-wise and body-wise. It's crazy. But she said they were, they were married 73 years. And he was the only man she had ever kissed. That will change America. That will change uh, the therapist's couch of soul ties and and all of this stuff and, you know, that's going on that these therapists and uh, social workers are just getting rich. You try to make a therapy appointment around here in Omaha and see how long you're going to have to wait. Because they're dealing with stuff that should have been dealt with in the ingredients and the foundation of the family. Right quick. All right. So the last one in understanding is a sense of play and humor. You need to... You need to have, under, uh, comprehend the power of having fun yes. for your family. The power, even if it's just for a few hours, the power of getting away, the power of getting away from stress and just having fun, allowing your family to breathe. Comprehend that. And then the last one is knowledge. I'm going to give them all to you, then Pastor Neil can finish them up, all right? <laughs> Not, no, no, you need it for your notes. <clears throat> Knowledge means revelation. Understanding meant comprehension, but knowledge means revelation. It means something has been revealed to you and it goes into your heart of hearts. So wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. You need knowledge about how to communicate. And you need knowledge. Knowledge. It doesn't have to be spiritual. You need the knowledge of how, how to do conflict resolution. Mm. How do we deal with conflict? How do we deal with conflict? So you need communication skills. I'll say knowledge is skill. Mm. Skill. So you need skill on how to communicate. You, you can't walk around passive aggressive and blow up all of a sudden. You can't say, I don't know. You have to figure out how to communicate. That's a skill. Yes. May not even fit your personality, but you need that skill. The next, the next skill you need is autonomy. Autonomy means all of us are in this family, but I trust you to be who you are in this family. I want you to be who you are in this family. If you're different from all of us, it doesn't mean you're not part of our family. So autonomy, every, you need to have that skill of allowing everybody to be themselves. Be themselves. Number three, only got four. Number three, you need the skill of unity. The skill, we probably should have made a PowerPoint. Maybe, but you need the skill of unity, which what I mean is how do we make our family one? That when we go into the world, we don't go like this. We go like this. Even when we're not together, we're together. Even when it seems like to everybody else that we're not together, we're fussing and we're fighting, you do something to one of us, 
You've done something to all of us. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So we need that skill of unity. And lastly, we need the skill of financial security. Financial security is not a blessing. Right. It's a skill. You don't need an anointing to be rich. You just need the skill. And once you have money, property, undergirding your family, a lot of the arguments go away. If you're married, lift your hand, brother. If you're married, lift your hand. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. Put your hands down. You're married. Now, everybody know you're married. I'm going to give you some instructions. Here are the instructions, sir. The reason that woman won't do some things with you and for you and to you is because she doesn't feel secure. Women didn't grunt, didn't say, thank you, pastor, didn't say nothing. <laughs> when she's in a house that's warm, there's food there, the car is full of gas, <laughs> there are no bills on the table, she doesn't even know about them, that girl will come out of her shell. When that man comes home and his house is clean and there's food on the table that's organized and there's peace and he can tell that the children have been taught to respect him and you respect him, that man will do anything for you. He'll drive by thousands of homes to get to yours. But when he comes home and he hears, <laughs> so what did I say? What were they? What are the four? Communication, and conflict, resolution. conflict resolution skills, autonomy, unity, unity and economics. Yep. You need those. And, and, you know, I, I share a lot of things that s seemingly to you guys are humorous, but they're my, they're my coping mechanism. My grandma and my mother uh, and the, the, the dream team that's around my life, they, they constantly, even still, my grandma has gone on to be with the Lord, but my mom, my aunts, sober women, they tell me things. Girl, don't you be the one to tear down your own house. So what Pastor Martin is saying is building blocks for us as those that are married uh, and those that want to be married someday. You've got to remember these things because that's what I did. I sat and I listened and, and wrote things down for my, what we used to call the treasure chest. I don't know if women even have those. They go to Victoria's Secrets and buy panties, all that foolishness. Don't have a treasure chest. But real godly women, <laughs> what did you say? they would tell us things that would help us not set a fire in our own house. They would say, now one day you're going to be married. Don't, don't you be the one, Linnell, to tear down what God has meant for you to be a safe place. So you have to, one of the, the, the greatest weapons that a woman has is this tongue. And even if you're single, 
men are watching you, and it could be the reason you're still single. Because that tongue of yours, they're hearing that lasso tying him up, speaking to him any kind of way. There's no, I don't think there's anything uglier than to see a woman misuse the power of her tongue. You're talking about a grace that needs to be brought back to women's lives. It is when to shut up. When to be in the room and be quiet. The, the issue is, the issue is, the design was not for me to rule over her. That's not the design. When the Bible says submit, that's not what it's saying. And the design is not for her to rule over me. Mm-hmm. The design is for us to work together. together and we submit to one another. There's something she does I don't do well. I submit to her. I say yes. And there's something she doesn't do well. She submits to me. When neither one of us know what to do, she needs to submit to me. And she can't do it with an attitude because I'm just the type because I'm not going nowhere. I'm, I'm here. So I'm the type. I ain't going to bed mad. It ain't happening. I'm not doing all that. I'm going to say to you, what is wrong? Okay, Nothing. Tell, tell them what Christina told us she, about going to bed mad. What'd she say? That, um, and we know this, and maybe you've heard a different one, that when you decide to go to bed mad, if you're married, now you shouldn't be in the bed mad if you're not married. <laughs> so when you're married and you're in the bed mad, First of all, it, it breaks God's word, you being disobedient. But she said that uh, Joyce Meyer was talking and somebody, and they were saying how you just leave that as a playground for the enemy While to you're bring sleeping. all kinds of garbage into your unconscious mind, and you will get up the next day and be even madder. You'll be madder than a hornet. And this man, and ask you to forgive him, she's asking you, and you still holding on to that, you are acting out against the will of God. And so evidently God knew something, you know. I, I don't know. You're smarter than your parents. You think you're smarter than God, and you won't listen to anybody. But that's a dangerous thing. And I know, even in our book, All Marriages Are Not Created Equal, that, that very scripture, that verse about not going to bed bad, mad, we called it where the butts don't touch. You, I, I, I know that disease has hit every married woman where you don't want to hear and breathe, you don't want to feel the bed move, you hanging off to the other side where the butts don't touch, John. You don't want to even, you're like, you don't want God to kill him, you just want him to be raptured up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, so if you don't, if you, you know, I'm just telling you, we don't have time to talk about everything but we have, this book is 20-some years old. It's in the marketplace. I don't marketplace. Even know what to do with that. So. You need to get a copy of it. Uh, there's questions and answers in the back. You know, start somewhere. You don't have to buy this, but start somewhere. Uh, then we talked a lot about what you don't know. This is another book. One of my favorite little books for Christmas stocking stuffers is to this book, Ignorance. A 12-year-old can read this because it's what we don't know that is what we're really suffering. Ignorance, something we don't know. The reason I'm poor and you're rich is because you know some information I don't have. 
And then this book, by, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, Kingdom Parenting, in our marketplace, our bookstore, right? And um, I think what we decided, uh, we asked Miss Angela and her team, through the month of December, all of your purchases, the total purchase of books and resources is 20% off. You do not need another blow dryer. You don't need another electric toothbrush. You don't need another pair of shoes. You don't need any more Nikes. Do you feel any better about yourself wearing Nikes? You understand what I'm saying? Do yourself a life-changing benefit. Get some information. Learn for some people that have put it in writing. It'll do you real good. Husbands and wives, read together. Don't outgrow each other. I asked my husband, but he's good because he had 10 sisters. He refused to, uh, to leave me behind. No child left behind. No wife needs, no spouse needs to be left behind. And husbands and wives, don't be sitting there talking about, well, my wife got it, she got it. No, she doesn't. She wants you to get it. We need to get it together. So let's do this. Let's grow together. And it's going to take work. But your family's going to really appreciate you this season if you do something besides give them something else they really didn't want. Or something they wanted. What do I want? You want me. I do. But I want so, more of you. Yeah. I don't want nothing in no box. If you can pay for it, buy it, I don't want it. I want more of you. I want more of Josh. I need to do, I need more attention with Josh because he's in a season that, you know, and that's what you do in, in, in the core values is understand what your daughters need right now. What's their stress level? Watch them, how they're going and coming, their countenance. Don't just ignore this stuff. Tell me, we'll just go to Chick-fil-A. You don't need no, they, that girl don't need no Chick-fil-A. She need her daddy to sit down, give her some me time. So I'm just saying, I, I just need more of that stuff that you can't get at Wally World or at the mall. I, I just want to be with you. I really do. That's all I want. I don't want no gifts from any of you. I just want more of that human spirit, you letting me know that you're okay. I'll be the happiest woman in Omaha. Just know I don't need anything but more of us being with each other, happy, whole, complete, living the word of God, coming to church like you've been taught, doing the things that you know that first please God before it pleases you. Just get back to the basis of just good, clean living. It's not going to hurt you. Is it working any other way? Some of the things your eyes are seeing, your ears are hearing, is because you're in the wrong place with the wrong people, doing the wrong stuff. Now you're stuck. And the church hasn't done it. Be wise. Use wisdom. Get some understanding. And develop your knowledge skill. 